the doulas with Gold Coast Doulas. And today we're talking to Kelsey Dean, um, one of our newest postpartum doulas, and then you've also come on as birth as well. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. Um, So I wanted to talk specifically about your postpartum experience. So can you kind of tell people where you came from and the type of experience you've had in you know, California and even in the Detroit area, right? Sure, yes. Um, and then specifically, once you talk about that, I want to ask, I want to dive into this traveling aspect of the postpartum doula role. Very good. Okay. So I started my doula training in 2016 to be a labor doula and postpartum doula. It was just a full spectrum uh, course. So from there, I had intended to start midwifery school right after, and I thought I really want to get more experience. And so I started picking up postpartum clients because it's a uh, work that's easy enough to schedule and it's also such a like rich transition time mm-hmm. that that kind of just called to me more. So I began, um, I guess, really more so nannying for really small children was kind of how I got into the dual community and practicing and then by referral started getting um, you know, young families or families that were planning on having children so we could plan a little further in advance. And then I became a full postpartum doula in 2017. So it was about a year transition between doing nanny work and just getting what I could kind of find. Okay. Um, and yeah, in Sonoma County, I served families as a postpartum doula. A lot of overnight shifts were something that were really popular there because sleep is... Critical. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... I moved to Michigan in this past summer, in July 2018, and I got really, really fortunate to link up with Jill Ryder from the After Baby Lady Doula Services in uh, Southeast Michigan, and she was great and connected me with so many families in that area. The experience ranged from single parents to families with really extended family that's visiting on and off, um, a lot of range in... Um, like socioeconomic status and that's been really helpful to see too um, to just have that wide range of like what can we what can we do what are your best resources mm-hmm. um, and yeah now now I'm getting a little bit more into the traveling doula idea and um, sometimes that's day work sometimes it's overnight totally depends on what the family wants but I'm happy to talk about that more yeah so how what does that look like for a family where do you like how far do you travel and how long and mm-hmm. Um, totally depends on the doula. For me, because I am pretty, pretty easily like up and mobile, um, I am willing to go. I can't think of anywhere I wouldn't go. I mean, really, if you're traveling, uh, the idea is that you're just you're essentially bringing another person with you that you would account for, like a family member. So you're making sure the family that's hiring is making sure that person has room and board, is able to access everything that they would be accessing, like food and tickets and da da da. So, in that sense. Some, some, in some way, like it's very easy if you're a single person to just go because you're just jumping in to the mm-hmm. plan that's already existing. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's someplace that's a little closer by, sometimes, um, like when I was with a family up in northern Michigan, it was nice that they they made accommodations for me, but they already had a home, you know. And so in that case, it's more of a conversation of like, what does this look like? If I had had family up there or something, I really wouldn't have needed mm-hmm. that. Um, but if it were like, we're going to Mexico and <laughs> we need a doula, that's definitely, you know. You'd have some, your own room. Yes. Um, and in northern Michigan, you stayed in a hotel nearby? I did, okay. yes. Um, and those are usually flexible things, too. Like, Airbnbs are really affordable, and if they have an extra, you just, like, would get one with one extra room in it mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, 
that's actually worked out for a couple of doulas that I have been in a collective with in the past that they just did that like house share kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then, um, in that time off, usually if they're working overnight shifts or if doulas are working overnight shifts, then it's easy enough that they wake up and go to bed around like 8 AM. And then the family gets that nice morning time. And then around nap time, the family gets, everybody gets to go take a nap and the doula kind of comes back in. So it's a rotating shift kind of thing. Um, it's like having another family member. I mean, traveling is already kind of a stressful event, and a lot of the things that you would worry about as a new parent when you're in your home, like, okay, if I need to go see my doctor, where are they? How long is this going to take? Or where can I go find this like very specific thing that I need for my own health? Um, like elderberry syrup is really popular now because it's the middle of winter, but things like that. Um, doulas tend to think about those things and we want to know that before we go somewhere and it's just one less thing for the parents or the family to think about over and over and over again so it's just like having that extra set of hands that you would need anywhere else and what if somebody says oh wouldn't it be cheaper to bring a nanny with me like, I guess, what would be the difference between hiring a nanny and a postpartum doula to come with you? I like this topic all the time, like traveling or not. Um, nannies are excellent, and they're meant to be with you for a long period of time and be with you while your child grows. And that's wonderful, but they're not necessarily certified in any education or expe- expertise about your baby. So, yes, they might come in like another person that feels very warm and loving and they feel like another family member in this extension that's really great but there might be some really serious cues that they would miss about your newborn because they they're not supposed to know like they've never like if whether or not they've had kids they might not have had that experience Mm -hmm. um and And even cues with the mother right like noticing signs and symptoms that like breastfeeding issues or mental health issues totally that that a postpartum doula is trained in yes absolutely and nannies, I think generally, I, I mean, I'm thinking about childcare right now, but in general, I mean, nannies really aren't there for a family um, in the same way that a doula is. A doula is looking at everyone as a spectrum, mm-hmm. as a family, whereas a nanny is really there for the childcare. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a common question in general. That's why I like to ask it. So mm-hmm. I like that you like to answer it. I do. Yeah. And because I totally, I get, I've had um, several of my friends tell me about their nannying experiences with like, twins that are four weeks old and da 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 and it's like how like they just felt super overwhelmed and totally unprepared and it's like well yeah like you you were you haven't been trained (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) and a lot of times the stories are from when my friends being the nannies or babysitters they were only like 16 17 you know just like totally unprepared for that that's almost like a mother's helper role at that you know it's not even I don't know. I would I would have a hard time considering a 16-year-old a nanny. Like, it would be more of, like, a babysitter right. or a mother's helper. Yes. Like, if you think of it in, like, village terms, like, a woman that just had a birthing person that just had a baby, yes, there are those, like, young women that come in to, like, do some cleaning and make sure that you have, like, fresh clothes and you get time to take a bath. But there's also, like... The, like the matriarch women, like the women that know what's right and wrong and how this process goes. You need both. <laughs> you know, I mm-hmm. think doula, as doulas, we try to cover as much of that spectrum as we can by going through some training and education and experience. And yes, it's great that you also like have the opportunity to have a nanny or someone come in and help in that like soft way, maybe make meals and things like that. But it's just not the 
it's not the whole package. Yeah, I agree. In a dual, like we know that we get into this um, for a temporary amount of time. You know, like we want to, like you said, it's a full spectrum. We're supporting the whole family. And once um, the parent or parents feel, you can almost like sense that confidence in them when they're yes. like, you're like, okay, it's, it's time for me to go. You know, and then they're like, well, I don't want you to go. Right. You're ready. You know? Yeah, it's like they're just not ready for you to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it has to be like a gradual, like, okay, we'll go from three days a week to two to one. And it's like this gradual process instead of abruptly ending that relationship. Yes. But then that's a great time for a nanny to, to step in. It is. It's totally another... I like... I like the concept that doulas are coming in during a transition time and we try to be these like invisible people, you know, that just have everything going on. But then the reality is, is that we're not invisible and mm-hmm. it's the subjective experience and we're like, oh no, you have to transition out of us too, like double, right. double transition time. But that's such a good time to connect with like mommy groups in the area or like you mm-hmm. said, a nanny or we can make those resources and referrals happen too. Well, and that's the other thing too, we're connected. Duos are connected in the community. And like you said, we like to know where, if you're having an issue about X, Y, or Z, hey, we know who you should talk to. We know who you should go see. Let me have you call Mm -hmm. so-and-so. We know how to make those referrals and connections. Yeah, really can use that transition. I mean, just on the note of Nanny, sometimes I know we've all found people that were unexpected connections, like you meet someone that's a nanny that's a really good fit for you and your family and that's great and maybe you meet the first interview that you go on with a doula just like doesn't seem like the right fit but in the same way you choose a doctor or a chiropractor or someone like that and you know if it's not the right fit like you still you wouldn't go to a doctor and say well I didn't like that doctor so I'm just gonna see an acupuncturist or a chiropractor or a nurse or you know like if you need a doctor then that's who you need and I think doulas sometimes like it's very much about finding the right fit this person's going to be in your house in your vulnerable space they're Mm -hmm. seeing you at a vulnerable time like it's so important to get the right fit and the same thing goes for a nanny but they're just not necessarily replace they don't replace one another Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, and I think that's what's great about having the team we do is because of you know and they're all wonderful but they Mm -hmm. all have different personalities and I agree like Mm -hmm. I'm a definite type of personality that wouldn't want certain traits Mm -hmm. in a postpartum doula that another mother would be like no I need those Mm -hmm. so I think you're right and you know meet two or three of them if you have to if you connect with the first one right away awesome which most of them do because all of our doulas are lovely but um yeah I mean it's not like you're it's like a personal um stab to the heart or anything if you Mm -hmm. don't get hired um just maybe it's a personality just personalities don't fit right and we, um, not in a bad way, but like at Meet the Doula events or when there's a lot of us, you know, we can feel that too. Like mm-hmm. as a group of doulas, when a family walks in, you can say like, oh, that's totally a doula family for Kristen. Like mm-hmm. she's got that one for sure. And mm-hmm. it's not like, that doesn't mean we don't like them. Like I can still totally love a family and want the best for them, but just say like, oh, I can totally tell that they're a yeah. good match for someone else. Yeah, I agree. We do that. Even a phone conversation. We can tell, like, you know, mm-hmm. five minutes of talking to a mom on the phone, I can be like, you know who you need to talk to. Mm-hmm. Gina, mm-hmm. Julie, Kelsey. Yeah, like, we just, you can totally get that vibe right away. Yes. Mm-hmm. And usually it's spot on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Women's intuition. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I feel you, mama. I got you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for the, when you're traveling with a family, mm-hmm. you know, a nanny just has a salary. 
right? Is that how it works? So everything's the same. I think so. Um, but a postpartum doula is an hourly rate. So explain what that looks like for families if they wanted to go on a, you know, say they were going on vacation for two weeks and they had a nine-week-old baby and wanted to bring a postpartum doula along. What do the hours look like? How do you figure out pay? Mm-hmm. It varies per family again. However, I think the idea that you're taking someone on vacation so you should be able to get a discounted rate, at first glance, that does make sense. Um, however, when you look at the flip side of that, you're asking someone to uproot their lives, make sure everything is taken care of on a last-minute basis, and any plans that they may have had in those next two weeks, they have to reschedule. So we are really putting our life on pause for this family, and I think for that reason... Um, there are things that are just assumed that they're going to be paid for, like the accommodations and the ticket. And no, travel doulas aren't for everyone because they can be more expensive than a regular postpartum doula. I mean, you're you're traveling. So mm-hmm. in that sense, it can be, it's more expensive in general. But um, usually the rate is about the same. We're all flexible and we want to help. So we're mm-hmm. willing to make it work with families. Um but that being said, it's usually around the same rate in my experience and what I've heard from other doulas that are also doing this. And as for hourly um, schedules, we are there. You can either be there for 10 hours a day or 24, depending on what the family wants, right? Right. And it's kind of up to the family and the doula because just like in any other doula work, like if I'm doing an overnight shift here in Grand Rapids... I might be asleep for three of those hours and still getting paid to be present in case something were to happen. And so that's something that the doula and the family need to work out of. Mm -hmm. If, if they want overnight support, is that sleeping overnight support or would they rather have, you know, maybe something until like 3am and then switch so that the doula can get some sleep or there's always a way to work it. And if Mm -hmm. it's, if cost is a a limiting factor, then maybe 24 hour support isn't the best choice, Mm -hmm. but, um, there's just so many different ways to work that just like natural doula work in any other location. Mm-hmm. And I think most people usually would prefer to have like a 12 hour shift or something like that. And then have a little time where it's just them and just their, their new family and have that bonding time where there's not another person kind of butting in and out because mm-hmm. after a while we, if you can tell that everything is going really smoothly, it's like, I don't need to ask you again if you need anything, I can tell you don't. Right. Uh, but in the, I mean, if we're traveling with you, like we're wherever you are, you know, it's not that we're out like partying in Mexico for three hours and coming back to you. Like we're probably just like right down the street or like at the beach or getting lunch just in case you like, unless in case you call or something like right. that. Um, so it's, it's so flexible and, um, maybe a little bit, I think tools are maybe a little bit more available in that kind of circumstance. Like if you wanted more care, Mm-hmm. We're already right there. Right. Whereas a nanny service could be a little bit more rigid. Like right. you have her from this time to this time. And if you call after that, she's not going to answer. Yes. Yeah. And another thing about those like excursion, like going out into the world excursion kind of thing. Like um, when I was living in Sonoma, there were families that would want like, to go wine tasting or something like that during the day, which 
is great. Like live it up. And, um, I don't know if that really counts so much as traveling. It's more just like a day long event that mm-hmm. just, it's like, I need an extra pair of hands. I need someone to juggle all these well, things. And, and You know, wine tasting specifically, you want a <laughs> pair of sober hands, right? Yes. <laughs> to be yeah, like... Caring for your baby while you go wine tasting. It's <laughs> probably a really good choice. Um, and a lot of, I guess that's not something that I, I don't know if we would run into that here very often like people the beer thing like people would make go like on a beer tour or something like that um which is like that's great get out do your thing um and yes a pair of sober hands to like make sure there's a quiet place for napping and you'd be amazed like some of those places I mean if you're gonna go on like a wine tasting day or like bop around a city like it's totally beautiful and it's totally feasible it's not this like crazy wild drunken event it's okay to bring your baby with you it's just there need to be safety precautions mm-hmm. in place right so another pair of hands yes is um well, and especially if you have <clears throat> let's say you have a three-year-old as well mm-hmm. um I think that makes it even trickier you just say okay I'm just not even going to do these outings anymore yeah but if you know you have this trusted professional that can come with you why not and why mm-hmm. not bring the kids along and let them experience this um and everyone can enjoy it yes and just in terms of like mental health, overall well-being, like that kind of feeling when you know you can go out and do something that you really want to do, in 15 hours, you're going to feel like a better person than when you were stuck at the house. Like, I can't leave. I'm stuck here. And mm-hmm. just having that mentality switch of like, I have this liberation. I have the choice to make that if I wanted to go do this thing, I could, is so relieving because I mean, a lot of moms just feel and stuck. Like I have to take care of my two kids right now and they're both driving me crazy at the same time, Mm -hmm. but I can't leave. Right. And obviously money is a factor for some families. Um, Definitely. And in that sense, you know, a a neighborhood little girl, mother's helper might be the right fit for them if that's all that they um, have the resources for. Yes. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, in-home doula support is another level and then traveling would be another level beyond that you know yes traveling is definitely the most fortunate option um but even if I mean the great thing about postpartum doulas is like you can have us in your house and you don't need to go anywhere like if you want to go take a nap or take a shower like that's that's normal that's so much a part of our job that's is, the majority yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we like to tell I mean sometimes a client will need to get out and we tell them mm-hmm. yeah you know what go running for a coffee and come back in an hour yes but that almost gets into that like babysitter role like I'm just gonna watch your kids while you leave um so we don't really you know I, I don't I think as a postpartum doula to be there with the family is critical because mm-hmm. you can see them in action you can help the mother bond with her baby if you see her struggling or help her with breastfeeding support or tell her, you know what, go take a shower and take a nap. I got this. And when she wakes up and you've done the dishes, the baby's napping and you're picking up the house, she's like, you're an angel. Like Mm -hmm. this all happened in two hours. Like how did you do this? Mm -hmm. So I think really being there for the family when the family's there is critical, but there are those times of need where you're like, this mom needs to get out. Um, and whether you go with her or tell her to go alone, mm-hmm. I think sometimes that's just as important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It is nice to have a whole family perspective to see everyone together. And I know that's hard, especially if one parent is working or if it's a couple and one person is working, um, already by the time they get a postpartum doula in the mm-hmm. house that can be really challenging but I've definitely had families who 
even when there's only one person, you can feel something is just like in the air kind of thing. Like we're not talking about the partner that's not home. And um, there's of course different ways to handle that. You know, we hear, we do hear it a fair amount. And there's that fine line that's like, oh, playing around. And, you know, maybe that's how the relationship is with those mm-hmm. people that they've always kind of like joked with each other like that. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's not. Your hormones all over are all over the place. And doulas have a we have a limited role in that I think um as a postpartum doula there's definitely been times where I just thought you know what this is maybe rooted deeper than Mm -hmm. the postpartum period and I know that therapy sounds like a four-letter word for some people but Mm -hmm. there's so many different ways to access really great conflict resolution and therapeutic helpers in the world Mm -hmm. you know it can sometimes just be a phone call from home that's really private and if that's something that is very um like built up already in someone's mind maybe that can you know we can find the resources um but yeah most of all I think we're the eyes in those kinds of circumstances to just be able to sense out how strong the the conflict is you know to be able to make a plan of attack and a lot of times I mean we get to ask the questions that are the uncomfortable questions that the cousin or the aunt or the mother-in-law would notice but wouldn't want to say anything because you want to preserve that relationship for a lifetime and it's a little more delicate. Or if they did ask, mom wouldn't answer honestly or would be offended or would get angry. Mm -hmm. Um, But coming from her doula who is in her home and she loves and now trusts, um, it feels like a friend asking. Yes. And you're you're available to be open and vulnerable with this person. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, It's amazing how quickly that bond forms between a doula and a parent like they just they become so vulnerable with you um Mm -hmm. and I think that's the beauty of the relationship that becomes between these two you know three usually it's mom baby and doula like like have this relationship and that's why it's so hard to leave because mom has formed this bond Mm -hmm. and baby too you Mm -hmm. know oftentimes it's really hard to leave that baby that you've been with for you know especially we have birth doulas who have been with a mom throughout pregnancy. Mm-hmm. They were there for labor and delivery, and then there for months afterwards. So that I mean, that's a really strong bond. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to sever. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Especially because you want to see the next step. You mm-hmm. know, there's always that one next thing that's mm-hmm. up and almost there, mm-hmm. and you just want to be there for it. Right. And yeah, that is a, a hard bond to sever, and they don't have to be severed. I mean we're always like we 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 love like doulas are just such big lovers that you know it doesn't have to be this severed bond that's like you never speak to each other again we just aren't going to be in your house four days a week right (laughs) well you end up becoming facebook friends and Mm -hmm. following photos there they'll send random photos and you know via text so yeah i think that their relationship continues it's just a little less frequent yeah Well, thank you for joining us. If anyone's interested in learning more about Kelsey or hiring her for, you know, in-home or traveling doula, she is available. Thank you. Uh, You can find us at goldcoastdoulas.com. You can listen to our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud.